Hey everyone, welcome back to One of Vibe. I'm Issa. I'm Abby. And today we are doing our therapy episode, but what we really wanted to talk about, um, with it being in the midst of the holiday season, we know that while it's a happy time, it can also be stressful for a lot of people. We know at times we are spending time doing things we don't necessarily want to do with people we might not want to be with. After all, you don't get to choose your family. So we wanted to share this episode on therapy and seeking help and let you know that it's okay to give yourself permission to remove yourself from a situation you're not comfortable with or to seek advice from an unbiased perspective. We want you to share your troubles and to not feel any shame in that. And obviously you don't need to go to therapy if that's not what you're called to do. Um, But we do just want to allow you to keep your mental health top of mind, especially mm-hmm. during this time of year. And for you, that could mean going to the gym. It could mean giving yourself active alone time to take a breath or to meditate or to pray. It could mean speaking to a professional or even just like creating a container of space that allows you to show up as your best self. So mm-hmm. not overexerting yourself and making sure that you have that energy and that mental space to take on more than you might on an average day. Um, so, you know, holidays are really just a time of year to be actively grateful. So count your blessings, move your body, surround yourself with positivity, whatever it takes to make you feel good. Absolutely. And then also too, like, don't overspend. Don't give too much in a way that's going to keep... Don't that's- create unnecessary stressors. Exactly. Yeah. And we love you. And we're so grateful for you guys. We're so excited for the new year. We can't wait to see you in 2020. And with that... Hope you love it. Wanna Vibe is a podcast and resource speaking simply about all things wellness. We want to break down each topic and start from the beginning, avoiding the assumption that everyone knows the building blocks to a particular subject. The way we see it, wellness is all encompassing of each aspect that affects our everyday lives. In addition to our faves like fitness and nutrition, this could mean anything from relationships to careers, finances, spirituality, and so much more. We are Abby and Isa. Wanna Vibe? Welcome back, everyone. Hello. Welcome back to One of I. I'm Issa. I'm Abby. <sighs> what a week it's been. It's Sunday. Beautiful Sunday, to be exact. It is a beautiful Sunday. The boys are out enjoying the day, and we're sitting in the attic recording. I know. I just got out of spin class. It was a really good class today. I'm going to go get a massage after this, but... Um, last week I went with some of my friends to Arcadia Earth. Oh, I saw that. And it's like a pop-up kind of like, it's like a hybrid of like art installations Mm -hmm. and kind of like an immersive educational experience about the state of our planet. And each little, it's almost like, have you ever heard of Refinery 29, 29 Rooms? It's almost like that, but like about the planet and like sustainability and like our carbon footprint. It looked really cool, beautiful. You know what it was? It was so just beautifully done Mm -hmm. and every single room had a different kind of topic whether that be like our plastic bag usage which is by the way 44,000 plastic bags per minute used in New York State alone I thought, well, so, so New what York they did, banned it though, didn't they? But it doesn't take action until like 2020, sometime 2020. Oh. And you um, have to but, like use what you got. You, I don't know if it's a ban so much as like, oh, maybe it is a ban. So like in California, plastic bags have been banned for a really long time. Right. But when you go shopping, you can still get paper bags. You just have to pay for them. So it's like 10 cents per bag or something like that. Right. To deter people from like, you know, wasting yeah. and whatever, which is super smart. And we should have done this like fucking 10 years ago. But for example, that installation was a room covered in 44,000 plastic bags. And it's just like the magnitude of the damage that we're doing to this planet, like really truly hits you. And weird story, cause I walked in and when you walk in, it's like their little like retail shop and it's all like sustainable products, beauty products right. and like little like, um, you know, metal Tupperwares and clothes and stuff like that. Right. And then you go get, you can get an iPad or you can use your phone, you download an app and there's also like a VR experience tied to it, no which way. is so insane. I mean, I don't even know People how- fucking smart man the the conceptualization of this alone blows my mind but the fact that it was executed is beyond my realm of comprehension so anyway we go to check in and I hear a voice and I turn around and it's this guy that I knew that I went to Burning Man with I didn't even know you went to Burning Man it was another life. So, I mean, I was sober. I was the only sober person on the playa. I didn't do a drug. I didn't have a drink. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. If that's not strength, I don't know what is. Right. Um, 
especially when everyone around you is fucked up 24 seven mm-hmm. and not sleeping and not eating and just like going. Um, I just had the opportunity to go and I couldn't Say turn no. it down. Yeah. So anyway, and that was before Burning Man was like a how thing. it is now, you know, like it was still like art. It was still about the art and about the music. Right. Now it's like very Instagram-y. Like we didn't even, we couldn't even use our phones. Like there was no Wi-Fi. Like anyway, it doesn't matter. That's a, a totally different tangent. But the guy that conceptualized this whole thing um, was a guy that I went to Burning Man that I haven't seen him since. And um, he's always been like a very creative person but I'm just so it was so nice and refreshing to see someone who like came from fashion came from an industry where there's a ton of waste created you know like something that's very materialistic and like used his harnessed his creative powers for good yeah and so it really inspired me and my point of this whole thing was to tell you and whoever's listening and gives a fuck that Jesse and me and Dylan (laughs) Dylan by proxy because he doesn't make his own decisions have decided to do meatless Sundays nice so we're doing all plant-based every Sunday because all plant-based okay if you don't, um, we're having eggs. Okay. And what about, well, you can't have cheese. Uh, I think, I don't know where Jesse stands on the cheese. So basically this stemmed from obviously like the agricultural industry, blah, blah, blah. I yeah. mean, we buy organic and the farm raised free range eggs. Um, so I, we, we decided to do the egg thing because in the grand scheme of things, it's not as harmful as like beef, especially, but like mm-hmm. if you don't, if you eat one less pound of beef per, like if one human eats one less pound of beef, mm-hmm. it saves the amount of water that not showering for four months would. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. So I'm like, okay, so me and Jesse and Dylan can contribute our tiny little part by just one day a week not eating meat. Jesse wasn't that happy about it. I mean, one Shut day, Jess. Well, yeah, exactly. It's one day. Hi. So I that's what's kidding, going Jesse. on here. <laughs> Who cares? No, fuck him. He's going to shut up and not eat meat and have a fucking just salad. Just one day, Jess. That's Literally it. Literally one day. Give us a day. And then the reason we're doing Sundays is so that we can hold each other accountable. Right, because you're together. Right. And like, and because I know if I send him off to work on a Monday, meat-free Monday, that there motherfucker's going to be eating. It. Yep, bye. So... Good for you. That's really actually impactful. Yeah. And I feel like, so I, I really want to do an episode that's more educational around, you know, changes that we can make to be sustainable. And we if anybody, find, you think we yeah, can find someone? If anybody has a suggestion about someone oh, who's yeah, like, slide into can our speak DMs. from like, you know, a really educated and knowledgeable perspective. Like I do the things that I can do and I do the things that you know, seem easy to me, you know, like carry a straw in my purse or whatever, use reusable grocery bags. But like, I would really like to hear statistics around, I listened to an episode on a podcast once where someone was talking about like why wildfires actually are a good thing, not in the Amazon way, but in like the California way, like you need to have wildfires because the ash actually helps the earth regrow. Oh. Like it helps like almost fertilize the soil. Yeah. Um, but corporate America has labeled wildfires as bad and they use that as a marketing tactic to back um, logging. So cutting down trees, using the wood, selling it, making oh. money off of it under the guise of preventing wildfires when it, in actuality wildfires date back to existence of life. Right. And they're, they need things. I'm just letting you I'm know that. I'm talking too much? Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, I love you and I want you to keep talking, but this is not the topic okay, so of the conversation. so back to accountability. You're holding, you're being held accountable yet again. Yet again. I, I wasn't saying you to stop talking. I was just saying that that's not the topic and it sounded like a topic. Of what okay, we this doing. isn't the topic. This is just my tangent of my past week wrapping yeah. around. Right, but we're going to come back to that. In another episode. I don't want you to feel like I'm attacking you right now. I don't, I don't ever feel attacked. It's really hard. It's really hard to feel, <laughs> make me feel attacked. Because you know why? I feel like in order to feel attacked, you have to give a fuck. Do you know what I mean? Oh, my God. I feel offended. See? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> it has nothing to do with you. It has to do with, like, if you feel attacked by people, it's because you care so much about what other people think. Right. You know? So, like... I just also want to save this conversation because I think it's really good for... So that you can, I know. So somebody recommend somebody, introduce us to somebody that knows somebody like send us, send them our way, tag us. I want to know so many more things than I know. I know me too. I get made fun of for my straw. I have my, I will fucking kill somebody. (laughs) (laughs) 
Any I bought Jen and Christina for their birthdays last week the straws that girls. Do you use chain. it? Have you used it yet? I don't know, but they both didn't even acknowledge that I got it for them. I bought them chocolate, and, and they're like, mm, and a straw. Chocolate. Yes, yeah, that's exactly what, what the reaction was. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, y'all. Every time we go out to dinner, my friends make fun of me too. And I'm like, can you guys not just? Can you just not use straws? Like, just drink out of the glass. Like, what's the big fucking deal? Yeah, and like we like straws. And I'm like, do you like sea turtles? Because they don't like straws. Mm. You're not wrong, honey. Anyway, let's wrap it around. Okay. I just want to make sure that we touch on your fitness situation at the moment. That's where I was going with the accountability thing. Okay. So accountability accountability is not the vibe, but I was complaining last week or a few weeks ago, whenever you heard it last time, (laughs) because all this shit's out of order, but I was complaining that my trainer wasn't getting back to me. However... She's been getting back to me. Mm-hmm. So I just, now I realize that like I'm paying her to remain accountable mm-hmm. because when it's just me, I don't. Mm-hmm. And like, if I had asked you, like if I was like, Hey, can you, I would feel too much pressure. I feel, mm-hmm. you know, cause it's like, mm-hmm. you know, everything. So like, you'd be like, not hard on me, but hard on me. Yes. But also I would feel more pressure than if it was like I, willingly yeah. coming from me. Well, also it's so much easier. It's okay. We can tie this into our episode oh, yeah. today. We're rolling our into it. Our episode today is about therapy. Right. Normalizing it, doing yeah. it, feeling it, living embracing it, loving it. it. Yes. Embracing it. And so the, in the same way that you would talk, tell a therapist things that you would probably not tell your best friend because yes. they're a stranger. They have unbiased opinion. Like, you know what I mean? It's the same thing as with your trainer. Like you're going to tell her all the times you fuck up your macros. Right. Whereas with me, you might not tell me because you don't want me to think differently of you. Yes, exactly that. Look at that full circle, the circle of life. How many times have I sang that on this show? I think just once. This is the first timer. First timer. I don't think so. 100%. I think there's been another time. I feel like there's been other songs in <laughs> maybe in the, also in the Lion King universe, but <laughs> that's the only song. Oh, Hakuna Matata, Avi. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about therapy. Excellent. Normalizing Donna. therapy. Donna's my therapist. Linda is my therapist. Donna and Linda are the most therapisty names ever. They really are. So my friend from work, her therapist is Deb. Also a therapy name. Totally. And um, I was saying to her, I was we were stalking another coworker's calendar who had a standing appointment on um, a Saturday, right? And it had just a first name on there, and I was like, I bet you that's her therapist. But it was also a therapisty name, and now it's going to bother me. So I got to look it up. Well, how long have you been going to? Why you look it up? How long have you been going to Donna? Um, so Donna, okay. So a little backstory. When I moved to Rutherford, I was on the drugs, like the anti-anxiety drugs. Right. Or maybe I had just gotten off and I was like, oh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. And something about the move, like having a new commute, having a new routine, like having a new scenario, whatever, like shook something in me. Yeah. But I didn't want to get back on the drugs. Right. Because I felt like, oh my gosh, I've finally taken this step to, to get off. And I thought, all right, let's do everything that we can before we get back into that yeah. routine. You know what I mean? How did that work out for you? Um, so I haven't been back on them. Good. I was on them before Dylan and I quit cold turkey when I got pregnant, which is a terrible idea. Never do that. Always yeah, you gotta wean yourself Yeah, um, wean. Fuck this bitch's name. Who cares? Um, <laughs> and then after Dylan, when he was like, I don't know, maybe one, I got back on for probably about a year and then I decided I'm good. And I think that that happens a lot too with people that are on antidepressants, anti-anxiety or whatever. It tricks your brain into thinking that you're actually okay and then you think you can stop and actually you can't. Right. So I'm not here to preach about medication because I think you have to make your own choice about what works for you. And feel your body and see how it reacts to it. A hundred percent. And also my, my anxiety is very situational. It's like very specific to my epilepsy. Mine's not. And it manifests in different ways, but like it's at the, at the end of the day, it's like a control thing, right? Like I, when I don't have control is like when I start to freak out. Oh yeah. Um, so anyway, long story short, again, God, I'm on a role today. You are. Um, I've been seeing Donna for about a year. Okay. Um, but I was in therapy. I've been in therapy on and off for like as long, literally as long as I can remember. Wow. So we'll get more into that now, but how about, um, Linda? I've been seeing Linda for about four years now. Um, 
I you guys s- have like a true relationship. We really do. We've bought, we've been through a lot. But I started seeing her when I got clean, like a little after I got clean, but it was still like drug related. So she is a drug and alcohol. I was just going to ask, does she specialize in Yeah, that's her yeah. specialty. Now, thank God, it doesn't have to be that. Right. Um, but I see her like every three to four weeks, which is not the best, but like also due to work. Right. I can't leave. I think that's like a really important point, though, is like you might start going to therapy for one thing. Like in your case, it was your addiction. Right. But then you like grow with that person. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's and evolved it becomes like a maintenance, much. like kind of like ad hoc life crises, like type of situation. So yeah. like it's just because you're starting therapy with one therapist for one thing doesn't mean that it's not going to like evolve in the same way any relationship would. Right. And so do you and like, does Jesse go to therapy? Do you, is it just you? Jesse doesn't go to therapy on his own. He did in Jersey city. He's like, not, I don't believe that therapy is for everyone. I really don't. Yeah. No. And he's like, not self-reflective in that way. Mm-hmm. So for him, and maybe it's just a matter of like he hasn't he hasn't seen the right person, but for him, I don't think that therapy was anything more than going and complaining about whatever. Right. Granted, he wouldn't t- he literally refused to talk to me about therapy. So who knows what happened behind yeah, yeah, closed yeah. doors? Um, we before Donna, when we both lived in Jersey City, we were seeing a therapist together, like quote couples counseling end quote. <laughs> which is ironic because I really believe that couples counseling is like a really healthy thing to do, whether or not you have problems in your relationship or not. Like we were just trying to navigate like becoming parents and like all of, and still, and like trying not to lose ourselves. And so we decided to, you know, before shit blew up in our face, we decided to start seeing a therapist in hindsight, which is always 2020, that therapist would always just like side with me. And so poor Jesse for like two years was just getting berated. Every time we would get in an argument about something, like she would just be like, well, Jesse, 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 you know what I mean? And like, probably wasn't the best scenario. Yeah. But, um, you know, before that I had another therapist when I was going through my shopping addiction. My therapy dates back to like when my parents got divorced because my mom is such an avid believer. I love that so much because my family was not like that at all. And just a quick edit. I thought I was 30 for a second. You're not. I've been with Linda for six years. Not Holy four. shit. <laughs> I fucked up. I mean, it happens to the best of us. I was just reading. I'm like, oh, shit. I just like. Oh, shit. It's 2019. I'm almost 33. Actually, I just turned 32. So yeah, you're not almost whatever. 33. Whatever. Listen. Anyway, but um, my family never believed in therapy. But, you know, I also think that that's like a Latin culture thing. It definitely is. Like, I remember, and this is fucked up to hear, but you have to understand, like, my family's not from this country. So, and then in a lot of Latin cultures, like, you don't go to therapy. Well, you don't show your weakness. Exactly. And so... To, they used to say to me, like, if you go to therapy, it'll be on your permanent record and everyone will know. <gasps> and it was like a shameful thing. Oh, no. So, like, again, like, I was, like, super... Kind of like when they tell you that if you fail gym, you'll never get a job. Right. Like, <laughs> like things like that. Like, where they try and scare you into, like, being normal. Yeah. And, like, I just... Aww. And I just wasn't. I just couldn't... Met. So, like, my mismanagement of emotions just, like, made me, like, wild, Implode, insane. Yeah. yeah. And, like, very... And very manic. I'm going to try and stop saying like. I realize that I say oh, it me a too. lot. I apologize. So Somebody w- said to me, I count how many times you <gasps> say like. Rude. Oh. And then I wanted to say, how many times do you say like? Go listen to another podcast if you can't handle the word <laughs> like, in all honesty. Anyway. We're so, just human beings. That's it. Go to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, growing up, it was so taboo. Mm. And now I feel that I speak about it constantly. Mm-hmm. Constantly. And I don't mind it. Thank God for today's society, which is so much more accepting uh, than like our parents' generation. I don't want anyone to ever feel that they have to hide the improvement and the working on of their mental health. Totally. I know, but like, no, I know. Now I know. we can say that. I then know. for me, well, it even, was... Even still, I mean, I have friends who who would never judge me for going to therapy. But, you know, when the idea or the concept of them going to therapy comes up, it's like, 
uh, hell no. It's not even a hell no. It's like a, a like a jarring thought. You right. know what I mean? It's scary. They can't picture themselves. Well, also, it's very scary to be vulnerable. Yeah. Um, it's easier with someone that you don't know, it's though. It's 100% easier with someone you don't know. You know what's weird about Donna is that I think I've only cried in front of her once. I've only cried in front of Linda once or twice. My old therapist, I used to cry like every single fucking week. But that's also growth. Mm. So how did you find Donna? <sighs> I think I found her through... You know, I don't even, I honestly don't know. What I do know is that people ask me a a lot how to find therapists. And I tell them three things. Personal recommendations if you feel comfortable. Right. Also, like the same, and this is my answer to literally everything, is like you, your town probably has a Facebook group. Go in that Facebook group and ask. Or Psychology Today, I think is a great recommendation. Mm -hmm. Um, They have a great list of like pre-vetted therapists. But then I always say like once you get a name... Also, like, read their reviews Do the research. and stuff. Um, and, you know, check with your um, health insurance if you're going that route. Um, and then also, like, I also think that therapy is very similar to dating. You're not going to get it right on the first time. Absolutely. And I think that discourages a lot of people. Like they go to a therapist, they don't like the experience and they're, and they're like, fuck therapy. Yeah, I tried and I don't want to do it again. No, like sometimes you have to go to three different people before you click with somebody. Yeah, believe in love and believe in therapy. Yeah, totally. Those two things. So how did you find Linda? I found Linda because, because uh, well, before... Should we backdate Linda? Yeah, so like before I found Linda... I had another therapist. I genuinely don't even remember her name because I was so high. Mm -hmm. I don't really remember. And it was court mandated. Mm -hmm. I would have never... I know my drug use is was the worst time of my life and it ended up being the best thing to ever happen to me because of all the channels that I found, all of the outlets that I was able to explore, Mm -hmm. all of the resources that I was able to tap into that I didn't even know existed Mm -hmm. or just ignored. So I found this, my parents found this woman or she was court given to Mm me. And this is funny, but not funny Mm -hmm. because she's legally blind. Mm. So I'd be high as shit sitting in front of her. She just thought that I was being all sorts of a bad idea. I know. And it was very dark in there and I would just be high as shit. And she would she see anything. She couldn't see me. Did she see like, I'm sure she could see shadows and shapes, but But she couldn't tell if you were fucked up or not. Right. She just thought maybe I was being pensive and Mm -hmm. I was half asleep on Mm -hmm. her couch. Mm -hmm. That was wrong. Mm -hmm. But now I see her to this day on the train. She gets off the train that I'm getting on and I know she can't see me, but I still like try and dodge around. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, rough. So then how did you break up with her? I just stopped going. Yeah. And my mother had met her and realized it wasn't was quite a fit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was in probation. And again, my probation officer said, you need to find a therapist. You need to go weekly. And I, we looked around and I just happened to find Linda I went to her office and something with her settled in my body. Mm -hmm. I felt really safe with her. Mm -hmm. I felt it was easy for me to be open with her and it helped that she could see me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that helps. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's interesting. I feel like uh, about to go on another tangent, but I feel like the resources given by the judicial system, like from a correctionals perspective Mm -hmm. are just so subpar that it really doesn't benefit anybody to like give somebody who's in trouble a shitty attorney or give somebody who's trying to recover a shitty therapist. Right. Like I don't fucking get it. I lucked out. I want an orange is the new black. I lucked out. Well, when you're court mandated, it doesn't mean you have to go to somebody that they recommend. Okay. So then, so they, you just went to somebody that they did recommend and that was a bad idea. Yes. Got it. And then we went to somebody outside, but you have, you know, they have to have the proper accreditation yeah. and all that. And then you have to provide proof, I'm sure. Exactly. So they would be faxing back and forth with her, my reports. Faxing. Yeah. Faxing <laughs> is a thing. Still it's in doctor's official. office. I know. It's so annoying. So when people are like, have someone fax them this? And I'm like, what the fuck? Who faxes? I have an app you? on my phone that I can fax from. Oh, that's now. nice. Yeah. So that's really how I found mine. And it was super lucky. I also had therapy in rehab. 
mm-hmm. but it was group therapy. Mm. So that was weird. How was that? How was that experience? Stupid, you know, because it's not stupid. I'm sorry. <laughs> For me, it it's hard. It wasn't your vibe. It's hard to open up in totally. front of a group of people. Other people are crying. Then what? It's your turn to cry. It's it's just an odd situation. Though you do find connections with people where you can say. Me too. Yeah. I went through that too. And I know what you're... Do you think that maybe though being in group therapy, which in my mind, it's got to be a lot harder to open up in front of a group of people. Yeah. Especially since I feel like there's this thing where like you like compare your journey to someone else's, you compare your pain to somebody else's and your pain feels like less than because their pain was so much more and it's like, it shouldn't be like that. Exactly. But it is. But... So I feel like maybe having done that first makes private one-on-one therapy a little bit less um, intimidating. It was. It was a nice segue into mm-hmm. going into it by myself because I had a little bit of practice of being awkward. And the only thing is, like you said, you can't, A, you shouldn't be comparing yourself, but also to like just sponge it out and give all this information to people so that they can go back and talk to each other. Did you hear her story and bullshit or whatever? And you just feel uncomfortable and then you have to go back the next day and do it again. Yeah. is a lot. I imagine it's a lot of energy just to like be around too. Yeah. Like you're exhausted after. Exactly. I mean, you're exhausted after therapy anyway, depending on the week. But depending on the week. But also... You just don't want to, if you're not a sharer to begin with, some people love that limelight bullshit where they're like, let me tell you my awful story. And they just (laughs) ring it out onto you and then you leave with this awful fucking energy. (sighs) So it's better to have, for me, it's better to go somewhere by myself where I feel like I can ring it out, but also Donna makes me reflect. Donna? Donna, oh my God. Linda makes me reflect on myself. Um, Sorry. Linda, I'm sorry. Linda makes me reflect on myself where I can almost like provide therapy to myself mm-hmm. because I'll say... You have the tools now. Yeah, I'll say, I was upset about this. And I understand that I shouldn't have been upset because of X, <laughs> Y, and Z, but I was. Right. You know, like, you know better. Right. But it gives you those tools to be able to look in and be introspective and say, I'm upset. But I understand why I'm upset. Right. I'm, well, I've noticed you doing that a lot lately. I did that with you the other day. Yeah. You're like, I just have to talk. You at the end, after the whole rampage, you were like, I just had to talk it out. I was like, all right, that's fine. Thank you for letting me talk <laughs> it out. So what Abby's saying is when we discuss topics, I have a more broad idea of topics for this podcast. I want to touch every topic within the topic. Yeah. In one episode. In one episode. All of our episodes would be three and a half hours long. Yeah. And <laughs> Abby will choose the main focus and say, oh, she'll." it's like it, it sparks something in her where she says oh that word that works and we're gonna make an episode out of this and I get mad and I'm like bitch no I just said I want to do x y and z and why aren't you you never take my my thoughts or whatever but as I was saying I'm literally typing to her saying it upsets me when I tell you something and then you whittle it down to one topic because that's not what I mean and she is able to talk back you know, speak to me, not talk back to me, speak to me and, and say... talk back to you a little bit. <laughs> I didn't get this that sense. But if you did, fuck you. And... <laughs> but she said, I think it's more important to focus on a topic and that way we can either get somebody who specializes in it or we can hone in on something and be more informative. Right. Well, like, I think also... If I'm putting myself in the shoes of the listener, it's like one of your topics, and I say your topics like loosely, you know could I mean. be yeah. like three very specific topics. And like if I'm trying to get information from this podcast, I want to hear specifics. Right. You know what I mean? My foot is asleep, man. It's driving me crazy. Um, anyway. But therapy has taught me to be able to express to you. Correct. I feel upset when you whittle my topic down. And then your therapy is, I'm not whittling, I'm focusing what you're trying to say. I understand it. And then I'm able to respond back to Abby and say, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) Per use. But you know what I mean? In any other scenario. And that's the thing. I never communicated. And I will joke around 
with like John and I'm like, my therapy's about to come on out, honey. But I'm able to say, it upsets me when you do this. Or on the flip side, I'm so happy yeah. when you do the dishes. Yeah. I think that understanding, like, so a lot of people harp on communication and like having good communication or needing to work on their communication or whatever. But a lot of being able to communicate is actually being able to understand your feelings. Right. And I think that a lot of people don't understand that they are feeling upset or they are feeling frustrated or they are feeling, you know, whatever. Um, and if you don't understand that and why, then how are you yes. going to communicate it? I want it to be almost treat yourself like you're a little kid. Yeah. 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 And constantly ask why, but that's, uh, now we're about to go down a whole rabbit hole because a lot of people don't, and I see Jesse doing this. He thinks that Dylan is doing things just to make him mad. Right. And I'm like, no, he just doesn't know. Like That's he's it. four. He's a baby. Um, but I, you ask yourself why, right? So you can say, this makes me mad. Why does it make you mad? Yeah. Don't say, don't shut down. Don't say, I don't know. Yeah. And that's what therapy is. You go into therapy yes. and you say, I had this experience and I'm mad. And if your therapist knows you and works with you or is learning about you, will say, well, what about this experience made you upset? Yeah. And that's where you have to like dig deep and say, A, you can start out by saying, I don't know, but that's where they help you develop your thought process and your feelings. I was mad because I was left out. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think I would be mad about that, but I am. Mm -hmm. And then you go from there and you explore that. I think it was Donna who told me that mad isn't a feeling. Mad is a word that we use to, to encompass cover yep. other feelings. So like you're upset, you're frustrated, you feel defeated, you feel left out or whatever it is. But mad isn't like an actual thing. It's just something that like we've come up with to... To mask it. Yes. I think it's important and... You know, even if you don't go to therapy, you can practice by saying it gives me joy. Yeah. Acknowledging when you feelings. include me. Mm -hmm. Thank you for including me. Mm -hmm. I appreciate when you do. Or if you're upset, it makes me upset because I asked you to do the dishes and you didn't do mm -hmm. it. And that's why I'm mad at you. Mm -hmm. And that's why we're not fucking tonight. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, like Jesse always asks me why I'm so mad. And I'm like, I have to repeat myself six times. Yeah. Just Every do single it the first just, time. No, just like listen to me the first time. If you can't. And I always say to him, like, if he's talking to me and I'm doing something else and I can't listen, I say, I'm like, I can't listen to you right now. But he doesn't do that. He just lets me talk. Oh. And then I have to repeat myself over and over again. Oh. And I'm like, that makes me mad. <laughs> um, I want to touch on something really quickly before I lose it. I think that what's really, and this sort of, this is sort of going to bring us back into the conversation a little bit and I apologize, but I think it's really important if you're struggling to talk about it. Oh yeah. Because, uh, there is that stigma, I think sometimes around mental health and like not being quote, quote unquote, okay. Mm -hmm. And I've noticed a lot more lately that it's actually becoming not, I don't want to say mainstream, but I think it's something that's becoming more acceptable to talk about. And you'll actually realize that a lot more people than you think are not okay. You right. know what I mean? And so I have, you know, I have a million friends that just had babies, but one of them in particular is going through some postpartum depression mm -hmm. and she did with her first. And we were talking this morning um, and she said she was at the playground or I don't know, some some place where parents congregate and they were all sharing like quote unquote war stories. Right. And one, one, she said that she was talking to a mom whose child had battled and won, thankfully, um, a fight with leukemia. And she was oh like, and God. I'm sitting here complaining because blah, blah, blah. And she's had the worst thing ever imaginable. And I'm like, yeah, but, but listen, yeah, yours isn't less that than. doesn't, that doesn't take away from what you're going through. Absolutely. It's a completely different experience. And I said to her, it's pretty incredible that these women who you more or less know, but not really, I mean, you know them as other parents, right? Are willing to share their experiences with you in an effort to make you feel less alone. Right. And I said, I'm like, you know, that, that hasn't always been the case. Number one. Right. And number two, I hope that you look at every single one of them in the fucking face and say, thank you. Yeah. And like, I appreciate you sharing your story with me because it does make me feel less alone. Does your friend go to therapy? No. 
But interestingly enough, this friend who is like, like a doctor for everything type of person, Mm -hmm. always on antibiotics, doesn't want to take antidepressants. And I'm like, you know what? Don't. Right. Especially in the case of postpartum, which is like a very specific type of depression. It does pass. It's not always an ongoing thing. Like right. I think I think it's probably different for everybody. I don't know. I can't speak to it. I more just like had like the what the fuck is my life become moment after Dylan. But with her first, you know, it was it's hard in the beginning with a newborn that like you just can't communicate with. A newborn can't tell you what's wrong yeah. and like whatever. And it's hard when like, you know, your significant other is like traveling or not around all the time, working, whatever. So she doesn't want to take antidepressants. She doesn't want to take anti-anxiety meds. And I'm like, you know what? You don't have to, but you do have to keep reminding yourself that this will pass. Yes. And also don't underestimate what some fresh air can do, what some exercise can do, what fueling your body with good, like nutritional nutrient dense food can do because those little things, while they might not completely combat your chemical imbalance can really, truly help. Yeah. She actually messaged me and she was like, I can't wait to get back to working out. And I'm like, when are we going? (laughs) Let's do it. I said, I'm like, I support whatever decision you make, but you got to get your ass back in the gym. And you have to... Stop making excuses. It's not always the gym, obviously. It's not the key, but it's whatever you need to practice. That was her thing. No, I know. But you just need to practice. And your therapist will give you tools to practice. And you'll say, this shit is fucking lame. And I'm not doing this. I know. But you have to remain open-minded. The like fact the that worksheets? You're, Do you get worksheets? I don't get worksheets, but I get, uh, I get things to think about, topics to think about. Uh, she asks me to, before I even open my eyes, count my blessings. Mm. The fact that you're awake, that you woke up the next day, blessing. Mm-hmm. Find, find the magic in the smallest, smallest, smallest things. Mm-hmm. And then the big things are just, they encompass your life with being grateful because mm-hmm. there's so much to be grateful for. And she teaches me to not focus on the bad because really in a week, what awful bad things happen? Not that it doesn't happen. Right. But when you think about it, from day to day, there's a lot of really great things. Yeah. And you, even silly things where you're like, I saw my best friend looking really happy in a picture and I'm so happy for you. And I'm so grateful for you that you're there and experiencing this. I can't wait to hear about it later. Or I don't know. So much nicer than I am. But just little (laughs) things like where you're like, where you wake up and you squeeze Dylan's face and you're like, I love you so much. I made you, you little baby. God. You know? And it's... I looked at Jesse yesterday. I was like, how the fuck did we make that? He's so Isn't cute. it weird? Yeah. Yes, it's weird. So, so but weird. just that's what she has me do. Practice being grateful, counting my blessings, saying what makes me happy, what makes me feel alive. What about you? I would like to do a therapist swap with you. I just want to like check out the competition. Donna <laughs> likes books. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's had me do a couple of like self-development had me read a couple of self-development books that we will then discuss. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. It's almost like a book club, but like more than a book club. I don't know. And you know, I love reading books. So I'm like such a fucking nerd with my like notes in the margins and shit. And like sometimes I'll like read passages to Jesse and ask him for his opinion. And he hates me so much, but um, she loves books. I do get an occasional worksheet, which usually goes right in the garbage. Sorry. Whoopsie. Um, or sometimes I'll take a picture of them and just give them back to her and be like, please save the paper. <laughs> oh, you're <laughs> so I'm a funny. Nut. But um, you know what's interesting? I'm going to segue here. Practices. What, mostly with me is like she she really tries to get me to be more pragmatic because I sometimes go in there in like a tizzy about shit that doesn't really matter. Right. Or like, you know me, I take on way too much and I get overwhelmed and then I have a nervous breakdown. So she's like, she's... She gives me more like, okay, go home and like make one big list of everything you have to do and then break that list out into priorities. Things you can get rid of, things you can do later, things you can postpone, things like that are my my like kind of homework assignments with her. Um, But what's interesting is that I see Donna every other week and um, this next month and a half is crazy because I'm traveling a lot and she's traveling when I'm not traveling. Oh. So I leave on Wednesday, then I come back the following Wednesday, then she's gone for two weeks, then I'm gone for a week. And so like, I'm not going to see her for like seven weeks. Right. And so she said to me the other day, um, 
I said, you know, I guess I'm not going to see you. And she was like, well, we can always do a FaceTime session. Mm-hmm. And my first instinct was like, oh, mm-hmm. I was right. like, mm. but then I realized that this whole virtual therapy thing is actually like a thing. You know, there are obviously apps yeah. and services that provide it. Talkspace is one of them I know, um, but there's a few others. And I thought, this is me shutting out an idea. Right. Why am I doing that? Stay open. I was texting you while this was happening. I was like, Donna just offered me this and I don't want to do it. And I responded that way too. I was like, that's weird. Yeah. And then I was like, but you know what? Why am I saying no? Yeah. Why, why, why would I say no? Who cares? And she's seen you before. She also, knows you. So like, I'm going to do it. I mean, we haven't confirmed a time yet. I'll report back in like yeah. one of the intros or whatever, but it just, it eliminates one more boundary for you to and hold you get that assistance. Right. Yeah. So like if your excuse is you don't have time, you work long hours, blah, 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 blah. Do it on your lunch break. Right. You, you know literally I mean? have no excuse you when it's no at excuse. your fingertips. And at this point, I was trying to go seven, seven weeks or whatever without seeing her. And she probably knew that was a recipe for disaster. So she offered a solution. I appreciate being solutions oriented. Thank you, Donna. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to take her up on it. And we're going to see how it goes. Let us know. I'm I want to know. open. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to stop being so closed. It's hard. It is so hard. And it's hard. a practice. It's a practice. <sighs> so let's give a few tips to finding a therapist that works best for you or yeah. our friends listening. So I touched on some of these before. I think the first thing is always like referrals for me. Like, right. Uh, that, that goes across every category, not just therapists, yeah. doctors, nail salons, hairdressers. Like, I think your first... Your, your best bet is getting a personal reference. That being said, therapists are not one size fits all yeah. and or you may not be, feel comfortable asking for a referral. So then enter comes the interwebs. The interwebs is a wealth of knowledge I mean, at your fingertips. It really is. So I, I mentioned psychology today. So psychologytoday.com pre-vets um, and you can like search by um, not like just social worker or psychiatrist or psychologist, but you, you can, can also specialists, specialists exactly. And in your area, you can like do your distance, how will, how far you're willing to go, whatever. Um, they're a really, really great resource. Um, you can also always call your health insurance if you have mm-hmm. um, mental health coverage and they can tell you who's in network. But I would always say Google that person and look at their reviews and not just on one review platform, like look, look at ZocDoc, look at Google, look at Facebook, look at Yelp, like look at all of them mm-hmm. because they might have really good reviews in one place and really bad reviews in another place. But again, not all one size fits all. Exactly. So if you feel like particularly drawn to a person for whatever reason, I would say just give them a shot. You know what I mean? What's the least that could happen? You don't have an experience and then you try somebody else. That's it. And I think it's important. Like the next idea is to assess your issue as best as possible and find a therapist that treats that. 100%. Because for me, all my therapists have been in the fields of drug and alcohol abuse. So initially I was being treated for my behaviors regarding my usage why I was doing it. Right. But finding are, triggers. Those car- those carry on like throughout exactly. your whole life. You realize that it's it's behavioral. Right. Right. So now it's more for balance and general mental health and working on old behaviors and patterns for me. So I try to not I tried. That is what worked for me. Right. Because it was in the realm of my really big issue and then all the little issues that were contributing right. to that big issue. And now we're trying to dissect and right. work on that. Why you feel a certain way, what made you want to use and right. how to avoid that again now. Right. So I think that also just because you have a good experience, sorry if Dexter's making a cameo, just because you have a good experience with a therapist for X amount of time doesn't mean you can't necessarily outgrow them. That you happened to I mean? one of my friends. It happened to me too. And the, the woman I was seeing while I was going through my shopping addiction or whatever was like wonderful at the time. Um, but then I found that as, after I had Dylan, you know, whatever circumstances that life brought on, it was harder for me to value her opinion, not her opinion, like her advice, because she was not in a relationship. She did not have kids. And here I am having problems. Yes, that are behavioral, but also are affecting my 
personal life in that way. And so I had to move on and find somebody like Donna who has kids and is married and now can, you know, kind of like empathize with me in that way. Like, I just feel like, okay, she has like real life experience and it's nothing against the first therapist. It's totally me. Like I just, I've evolved past that person. That's it. You just changed and you grew. Yeah. It happened with one of my girlfriends. She told me that she had been with a therapist for a really long time. She had, um, a family death, unfortunately. That's sad. And then she was saying to me a while ago, I'm going to change therapists because this woman just, it just knows it all and and almost wasn't giving her room to grow anymore. Yeah. Where it, and it was, you know, she took her where she could. Right, right, right. And then it was time for her to move on. Right. So I'm really proud of her for moving on. Right. And really changing because she, you grow and you change and you can't stay with the same person. No. Um, And also... In terms of finding a therapist, these bitches play hard to get. I know. Call them. Call again them. and again and again. They probably won't call you back. Call them again. They probably won't call you back. Don't get discouraged. Keep fucking calling them because you know what? One, they're busy. They're right. seeing a lot of different patients. Some of them have more structured like offices and help than others. Like mm-hmm. Donna is like a one woman show. That's how Linda is. So she has somebody that like, takes her messages. I don't know who this person is or like she like shares a practice with somebody or something like that. But I called her. I'm not even kidding. Like four and a half times before I finally got an appointment. And I was lucky to get in. Um, but you, you can't just like use that as an excuse to not go like, oh, I called and I left a message and they didn't call me back. Like, shut the fuck up. If you wanted something bad enough, you wouldn't just roll over and give up that easily. Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, um, so that's one thing. Um, and also, did you make this note? See if they take your insurance? Yeah. See, they, if they take your insurance, as mentioned earlier, ask them for pricing up front. Yeah. They oh, don't always take insurance, Yeah. but also they'll do a payment plan. Yeah. They'll work around it. Yeah. Some of them are really expensive. I'm yeah. lucky. Mine's not. Mine takes my insurance. I pay out of pocket, but it's Bummer. 50 bucks. Um, yeah, that's not bad. Nothing. I feel like that's how much my the one that me and Jesse saw was, was 50 bucks because she was out of network, but Donna's in network. Right. And Donna was also like, okay, well, we're going to submit, or maybe she's out of network, but she said she was going to submit and see how much they would cover per session. And right. if it was enough, then she would just waive the rest. Right. And if it wasn't, then we'd figure something out. Like yeah. they're really willing to work with you, but you have to communicate to them. Yeah. Uh, the next one is, so when you meet with them, just be really hyper aware of how you feel when you meet them, how you feel when you speak to them, and how you feel when you've left so that you can tap in and really get a sense if this is something that you want to continue. Like Abby said, it's almost like dating. Mm -hmm. You got to just keep trying it out and see where it gets you. And if it doesn't work after the first or second date, then... I would say give it it two dates in all honesty, unless like your first date is so bad that you like are running from the hills screaming. I would say give it two dates because like if you think about it, you know how like the first time you have sex with someone is like almost always awkward. I joke around. I don't joke around. This is a true story. When John and I first slept together, it was fucking awful. Same. Fucking awful. But it wasn't awful. And it was just so awkward. And we didn't know each other. And now you're older. So you're more. It's not just fucking at yeah, this point. Yeah, yeah. And also, it's, like, yeah, no. I <laughs> like you, and I don't know how, uh-huh. like, do you like when I touch you this way? Uh-huh. I'm not sure. So, same. And now... And therefore, if I hadn't given Jesse a second chance... Right. Where would I be? So, like, I would say, unless it's so... Like, unless you get an STD from your first <laughs> session... <laughs> unless you get a metaphorical STD from your first session... A therapeutic STD. Give it another chance, give them two dates, and then make a decision, because... Honestly, the first time is almost always going to be one awkward, two kind of like getting to know each other, right. not that cathartic, like just more kind of like doing the motions. Like, what is this filling called? them in? And yeah, it's, yeah, it's a little more. Um, I can't think of the word. And just to be, and just to uh, update, as you all know, John, I love you, Jesse, I love you, and it's really good. But he also knows that it was bad the first time, so we talk yeah. About so it. does John. We like joke around about it. Um. So you you are obviously very open about like talking about therapy now. Like, do you ever find yourself being like, well, my therapist said. Yeah, <laughs> I don't really say, well, my therapist said, but I'm open about the fact that I go. I had dinner with my friends last Thursday. We were 
hanging out with John's best friend, Jess, who's up from Florida. And I was talking to my two other girlfriends, Cheryl and Erbeth, we're in a group chat. And... The dinner was at 7.30, so we were all running behind because I had therapy. Erbeth was coming from work, and so was Cheryl. She was getting off of the train. So they're, like, getting off the train. Herb's like, I just left work. And I'm like, just left therapy. I'll see you guys soon. And, like, sorry, I keep saying, like. So my goal is to flip the script on the stigma, at least in my social circle. circle. Because... There's nothing to be ashamed about when you go to therapy. You're actively getting help. You're improving what needs improvement. And if you feel good after you do it, hell yeah, keep going. It's almost like it's going to the mental gym. Yeah. You know? And so like if no one's judging you for going to the gym for trying to get in shape. Your body better. Get your so mind right. So why would right. you judge somebody for going to the mental gym to try and improve their your mind, brain. your heart, your your everything on the insides? And I want I want it to almost be and I'm this is in jest, but I want it to almost be where people say Girl, you don't go to therapy? You're yeah, weird. Yeah. As opposed to, oh my God, she goes to therapy. Yeah. Now, when people ask me, you go to therapy? Hell fucking yeah, I do. I haven't, you know, the only, only person that I've ever gotten that reaction from are my in-laws. But that's a different generation. It's a different breed. So. So. Go to therapy, Go y'all. to therapy. I mean, at least try it. If it's not for you, it's not for you, but you're never going to know unless you try. Right. And like Abby said, therapy isn't for everybody, but if you feel that you need someone to talk to, don't be ashamed and don't feel less than because you are not and you shouldn't. We're all human, y'all. And sometimes we just need human. somebody to talk to other than our friends where, and you don't want to burden, it's you not know, even quote unquote burden, burden though, but, but like your friends are always going to be on your side and they're always going to pad their responses to you or favor you or whatever because they're your friends and also they're not trained professionals so they're not always going to have a pragmatic unbiased solution or they might fuck you up (laughs) yeah or like you know practical tools to provide to you to help you better the situation. Exactly. So it's one thing to call your friends and complain about whatever, but if you're actually trying to like better a scenario that you're in, whether that be anxiety, whether that be a relationship, like mm-hmm. whatever, it it's really not going to help anybody to just put that on somebody else. You need to do the work. Do You want a bigger work. booty? You got to do the work. You want a <sighs> bigger heart? You got to do the work. I don't know what that means. That was, you know what I mean? I was going somewhere with right, that, right, but right. I lost. It's all right. So let's wrap this baby up. This was a long one. Yeah. So we're going to put psychology today in the show notes so that you can have that as a resource. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can find us on IG at One of Vibe Podcast, on Facebook at One of Vibe. You can join the One of Vibe tribe. That's our secret Facebook group. You just Get ask to join there. and we will say yes, please. Isa is, is Isabel Louise underscore on Instagram. I am the Balanced Rebel. And you guys, rate, review, and subscribe. Please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes, most importantly. They really, really help us, please. You can also find us on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, and I'm forgetting something. Are you? I don't know. Whatever. It doesn't matter. We love you guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.